Yes, indeed. Welcoming your questions by phone and by text, meaning your home improvement questions, certainly. 651-989-9226. That will uh, work for the phone calls and the text messages for Andy. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well. How have you been? Life is good. Life is good. Good to be back after a couple of weeks off. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of my crews leaving the parking lot, ready to go to job sites on this blustery morning. Was something I uh, was a little surprised we were still getting out there. But uh, talking to a couple of the guys, I'm like, so you got the Carhartts? He goes, ah, this ain't cold enough for Carhartts. Just the long underwear today. <laughs> <laughs> They're a hardy bunch of folks. Yes, for, they for, are. For sure. What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? We haven't seen you. Well, you know, uh, I actually uh, was on uh, a little bit of a sabbatical. I was out in Utah chasing the elusive elk and, mm. and uh, got to hang around some pretty awesome guys. And earlier this week, I was uh, down in Atlanta with a uh, meeting with a, a consultant to a bunch of different contractors throughout the country and Quality Remodeling Magazine about a, a story that they have coming out next week. So that's uh, that's been my week. How about you? So um, I've just been hanging around waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you mixed a little business with pleasure then. Uh, I tried time. my best. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, uh, it's anywhere I go, it seems like I, I'm I'm always thinking construction and talking to other contractors or other business people and trying to get better. You know, I, I have the, the pleasure of, of working with uh, people like you in the construction business, with medical folks, with car uh, mechanics and uh, but you you're you're always seem to be for all these folks you always seem to be uh, educated you're always going to look for more information you're going to reach out really for more uh, more new innovations especially when it comes in to cons- uh, construction yeah you know the old adage uh, if you're not getting better you're getting worse uh, that nothing rings truer than in our industry things change constantly materials change constantly installation practices change constantly and uh what we're starting to see now is uh more and more things uh with the technology that's available to us what we can do for for looking at people's homes virtually and coming up with 3d renderings and just the the information we can gather up front to make sure the end project goes better it's uh it's beginning better and better and it's next year it's uh there's some things coming down uh our way that are really i think uh is going to not only make the jobs go faster, but the the customers inevitably will be happier knowing what they're getting up front. Uh, all this technology is it's it's hard to keep up with, Denny. To be honest with you, I bet it is. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you have a home improvement question for Andy Lindus, that's L I N D U S. Uh, call it in or uh, or text it in. Um, I wanted to, you said the crews are out today. Now I'm looking at the forecast for you and your crews, and it looks like mm-hmm. temperatures will be moderating. Uh, the rest of the week, chance of showers. It looks like a good day Monday, chance of showers Tuesday. But by the end of the week, even by Thursday, a high is near 57, 58. Right. So that'll help. Uh, when is there like a cutoff for uh, roof jobs? Or uh, you, Of course, you do windows year-round, don't you? You know, uh, we do pretty much, we can do anything year-round. There's just certain practices that have to be followed while you install them. You can install shingles. When it's 10 degrees outside, is it the is it the best thing to do? No, but sometimes you have to. There's things you can do with hand sealing. And and so we're not going to be doing a lot of roofing early in the week, but uh, I know we're, we're scheduled to get back on roofs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Leaf Guard guys, uh, we're going to go until the roofs ice up and snow up where it makes it dangerous to tear off. Window guys go year-round. Siding guys go year-round. 
decking guys we're we're going to try to get some footings in before the for, before all the ground freezes so we can continue to do some work throughout the winter we have some porches and things of that nature that we've kind of slotted for the colder months of the year so we can continue to work but you know uh last year you know with the polar vortex and everything yeah. we had i bet you we were only off four to five weeks total so wow. which considering the winter that we had denny is yes isn't terrible. We're going to, you know, like you said, they they make clothes that we can wear to work outside. Our tools and our batteries are better than they ever have been. Hmm. Um, where where those function outside? Having said that, that uh, our tools they take a beating in the winter time. Things break more in the winter time, and just is what it is. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you have a question about uh, maybe uh, in- insulation, ventilation. Siding, whatever. Uh, now, you, you, you are still working. Well, I know you work with all sorts of uh, folks. They're choosing types of windows. But uh, give us the top two that you like to work with. Uh, our Infinity Window by Marvin. That's our – it's our Altrex. It's it's fiberglass-based window. It's very stable. It actually – my other favorite window, our Season Guard window with, with triple-pane glass. I have both these windows installed in my office, and the Infinity Window by Marvin actually is a degree warmer on the inside pane of the glass uh, compared to any of the triple-pane options that that we've used out there. So it's a very good window for this market. And as of yet, we've had zero warranty claims with that window. So that's kind of exciting. Is it? Is there still time to get, I mentioned the uh, the word insulation. Can can Lindis help folks out yet or is it too late or do you, do you do that kind of work uh, throughout well, the winter? Uh, we're going to do that kind of work all winter and, and it is not. Oh, I think we just lost uh, your microphone. Hang on, Wednesday. Andy. Yep. Oh, there, there you go. There you go. We just, we lost your microphone there for a while. Ah. So I'm looking at the appointments that we ran last week, and of course, leaf guard with the leaves falling. Uh, that's been been a, a topic of discussion that we're we're having with a lot of different folks. And the number the number two product that we're looking at is insulation. So people are looking at the forecast, they're feeling these colder temperatures, and starting to realize they don't want to pay the heating bills that they paid last year, or they just want to make their houses a little bit more comfortable. They're getting us out to, to take a free inspection. We're going to talk to you about your current R values, your current air infiltration that, that you're having, and we're going to give you a bunch of different ideas for free on what we can do to make your home more comfortable. And the technology that my, my estimators use when they're looking at your house is is unlike most people. We have blower doors at our disposal. We had infrared imaging where we're going to go around and, and with a smoke stick uh, and actually try to check where the drafts are going to come from. We have a digital microscope. We have black lights. There's a lot of different things we're going to use in your house and put together a comprehensive report to tell you exactly what we're finding. Excellent. Andy, hang on. We're going to take a quick break here, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question you want to ask Andy, call it in or text it in. It is the same number, 651-989-9226. Again, the same number for both phone calls and text messages. We'll pick up on some text messages when we return after this quick break. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is uh, with us uh, this morning. Andy, uh, I want to, again, welcome our uh, listeners to join in on the conversation, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Both uh, the numbers uh, apply, both text and calls. Let's grab some text messages in the meantime. Uh, let's see. Had 
Texter says, previous ice damming added soffit venting and 30 more R value in attic have a ratio of approximately 1 to 200 for venting. Looked at roof today, and most of the roof snow covered except for area over the bathrooms seems to be melted from eaves to peak. New roof this year. This was the main problem area before. Uh, what further can this uh, texter do? you have any idea? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing there's some type of air infiltration yeah. that, that, that's happening there. There's some air escaping there. I'd want to get into the actual space and inspect that. That's the um, and and this is not that a new roof can't help on that, especially if it's a poorly vented roof area, and that could be an issue as well. Maybe it's not venting properly, so air is being trapped there in certain areas, and it's leading to the melt off. It can be. I can think of three reasons why, just off the top of my head, why that's happening. I'd want to get into the attic and inspect that further. But good news is, typically, when this is happening, it can be fixed. And, you know, these early snowfalls, getting out and and taking a look at your roof and see what's melting off, that's a great way to look at that. So whatever uh, this texture is doing, he he or she is on the right path here, Denny. What does the texture mean? And explain whether they're talking about a ratio of one to 200. What, what's, what's the ratio of, of, of ventilation to insulation or I don't understand. Uh, I'm guessing when they're talking about the, the ratio of push to pull, you want to make sure that you have more, um, venting leaving your attic than the intake is allowing. So you're actually pulling from the soffits then, and then up into the attic and then out the roof vents. If that's reversed, you're going to end up trying to and – and, and I see this on a on, – I don't want to say on a regular basis, but on, uh, on a regular enough occasion where it's worth talking about where people try to put on way too many roof vents and other roof vents that work against each other. So they'll have a ridge vent. That's not working. So then they'll add what people like to call a whirly bird vent or a turbine vent, and then they'll add a power vent. And pretty soon that you're, you're pulling air in the ridge out that one vent, and the soffits aren't doing anything, and you're, you're making your actual situation worse. So you need to make sure 60% outtake to 40% intake. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Thanks. Uh, uh, Tex wants to know, what is the cutoff temp for doing a cabin roof in northern uh, Minnesota? It's unheated uh, in the winter. Asphalt shingles. What's the cutoff temp for for using uh, asphalt shingles, northern Minnesota, in an unheated cabin? Well, um, the risk that you run is, see, shingles all have tar tabs on the back of them, and you need the sun and the warmth to actually activate those so the shingles start to stick together. We've all seen that cartoon where the wind is blowing, and it looks like looks like the roof is just, just kind of waving. Like an accordion or something. Like an accordion, yeah. yeah. And and I, I don't want to say, that's not that far from, from reality. I've seen that where where where. With my own eyes, wind getting the hold of one edge of the shingles, and it starts to lift up one, it lifts the next one, and the roof starts waving like that. And and pretty soon shingles start blowing off, and it's a bad deal. So if you're not going to hand seal them where you actually have to use a tar that doesn't need to be heat activated, it's actually going to, once it cures, it's going to be sealed. But 40 degrees is the number that we try to look for. And and, and typically I want to see that hit at least 50 to to be on the safe side. If sending uh, Andy uh, your text question uh, is easier, 651-989-9226 for your home improvement questions via text. Or call us, same number. Uh, you can use the phone if you want to chat with uh, with Andy. 
Here's another text. We have a uh, home built in 2016. We had an issue with snow coming in through our roof vents into the attic space. What is the resolution to this? The builder told us to place a piece of flashing uh, there to detour the snow. What are your thoughts? I would look at changing out the type of roof vents that you have. See, the roof venting that we use typically is called snow country. It's designed not to allow that to happen. So without knowing the exact type of roof vent, is this a a box vent, a turbine vent, or some other type of ridge venting? I'm not sure. Um, But could flashing help? Possibly, but with the proper roof vent that... That should happen. I honestly, I, I don't get a lot of phone calls or any that come to mind, to be honest, any of, of this being an issue with anything that we've done. Hmm. Texter wants to you to explain, because I know you have in the past, uh, about the blower door test. What do you use? What type of uh, materials do you use? And how does it work? Okay. Um, what a blower door does is it's going to change the pressure of your house. So essentially it's going to magnify any air leak that you have in your house by 10 to 20 times. So if it's a small air leak, it's going to be a giant air leak. This is why we need to turn off the furnaces. We need to look in the attic to make sure that there isn't any asbestos up there that we could be bringing into the house when we do these types of tests. There's some some safety things that we're going to do before before we get into the blower door. Now having said that, more often than not, we can diagnose the entire house without having to do the blower door, especially as the temperatures start to plummet here and makes it much easier with some of the other diagnostic tools that we have to, to, to really start to find out. It's when, when it's 60 degrees outside and 60 degrees inside the house, that makes it a little bit more, when, when, when conditions are as stable as that, it makes it more difficult to really start to figure out what the house is doing. But days like today, it should be pretty easy. All right. And you you still get called out to do that? Does Lindis? A lot? uh, Looking at it uh, last week, uh, since Wednesday, 20, 30 times. Oh, my. Just in less than a week. Yeah. Wow. And if if folks want to do that, uh, would you just set up an appointment? You wouldn't have to come out first for... Uh, to no, take a what, what I would do is just just call us up and and, and let us know that you would like a, a heat mapping analysis is what we call it. One of our experts is going to come out with all the tools, infrared imaging. The, uh, if we need the blower door, we'll get that involved. Um, but we're going to be able to go through your house, do a comprehensive report, tell you exactly what we're seeing, what's happening, and give you a couple options uh, than what it would take to make it make it right. What uh, I know we have to break here. What, what's that? How does that smoke stick work? How do you use that? Well, um, a lot of them are battery operated now, and it's just water vapor that the, the, that the guys are using. Um, so you, you press a button, that water vapor, it just gives you a visual of which way the air is actually flowing. Is it flowing out of the house? Are we having any issues on the rim? Is it in, uh, what we're seeing a lot of times this year? People think that their windows are leaky, their doors are leaky, or... You've seen those those outlet covers, those foam outlet yeah. covers you can buy yeah. at box stores, and, and you glue the outlet cover on, and it just puts the air someplace else. So what we're seeing is stack effect happening. So as the pressure of the house changes because the temperature on the outside is starting to get cold, it actually starts to pull air down the attic, down the walls, and then it actually comes out the rim. So as that air is coming down your walls, you start to feel a draft in your window, or you feel a draft coming out of your outlet, and you think it's the outlet. That, that is the problem. That's, the problem isn't that. You need to get up in your attic and do some attic air sealing. 
which is usually the first thing we're talking to people out people about uh, when we're out there. The best way to do that is to pull the insulation away from the edges, spray foam around the entire edge, put the insulation back, get the insulation, again, back to a good R50, and then go from there. All right. Hang on, Andy. We've got another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, you can call it in or text it in. Same number applies, 651-989-9226, for both your calls and your text messages. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show around and sponsored by our friends at Linda's Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with those good folks, 1-800-LEAFGUARD or lindasconstruction.com. Andy Lindis is back with us. Andy, we got a bunch of text messages to help people out. And if you, uh, as a listener, would like to call in and uh, talk with uh, Andy about your uh, home improvement question, 651-989-9226. Or send a text. As I said, same number applies. All right, let's see if we can we can't wade through some of these text messages. Uh Andy, uh what would cause texture says a downdraft of air to come out of our eaves? Can't feel it but can smell it. We recently had our roof redone. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Um I'm assuming that they're feeling that come out of their eaves slash soffit area, soffit vents. It would be that the roof venting isn't done properly would be my guess. That shouldn't happen. Um, I don't know if that is exactly what's happening, but you shouldn't have air coming out your soffits. If, If it's a properly ventilated space, it should be really hard for that to happen. Okay. 651-989-9226. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Uh let's see, here's a little longer text. Probably too many roof vents, not enough soffit vents. There you go. It's kind of what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh Texas says, uh, my house and garage sit side by side with a single sloped metal hot roof spanning both. Last winter I had heat loss somehow and noticed frost on the garage side of the sheetrock up high where it would meet the house's spray foam insulated portion. Question is, should I cut into the garage side or cut into the house ceiling? What's the best way to add spray foam to this problem? <laughs> wow. Uh, um, hmm. Well, one thing we got to keep in mind is last winter, hopefully, it was, was pretty abnormal. I, I can't remember the statistics on it, though, Denny, off the top of my head, but... It was one of the worst winters we've ever had, if not like one of the coldest stretches we've ever had, correct? Oh, yes. It's 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 just hopefully there's things that happened last winter that normally ordinarily wouldn't happen. Lost a lot of shrubs, too, because of that. Yeah, yeah we, we, we lost we lost a lot of things because of that. And, and the amount of frost I saw in attics last year was unlike anything I've 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 ever seen inside attics. So I'm hoping that. It isn't as big a deal this year, but cutting into a sealed off space to to inspect is is something I I'd, I'd really want to know what's going on beforehand. I maybe want to get a professional involved to to see exactly what is what is happening out, out there. And adding if it's already a hot roof and it's already spray foamed, could it be that the spray foam is cracked and it's allowing some things through? For sure. Um, are there maybe some better tools that we can use to get up in there and look without having to cut into that? Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, we have a, a digital microscope that we can, we can put into a, a hole the size of a pencil 
and and maybe get in there and look I'll look around and see exactly what's happening but uh without having to cut anything too big into it having said that i i the frost on the on on a sheetrock is definite worry there's some what's happening there is you you do have some heat loss happening and i don't know exactly where without looking at it you know, from time to time, we talked about this last week, too. You, know, we, uh, you and I have talked about uh, crawl spaces, and you suggested, boy, if, if you have the chance to, and the budget allows it, to get uh, Linda's to come in and uh, foam, put that foam in that cr- crawl space uh, mm-hmm. all over the place, which you guys have done. And then the question is, too, arose about radon. If somebody needs to have a uh, more active rather than passive uh, radon uh, system in their house, what would Linda's do? Would you put the radon, you know, the fan, the blower, and all of that in first and then foam or vice versa? Yeah. No, we would work with the radon company and the radon uh, people to make sure that the radon is getting out of the house in a safe manner. Um, Jesse Treble from SafeBasements.com is the company that we work with. It's not something that, that we do internally. Right. And then we will we will work. Uh, that's going to be first and foremost, and then making the house more comfortable will come secondary. So what do you actually foam? I mean, if there's, you know, if, if there's dirt, you know, maybe plastic on that, uh, over that in a crawl space, you do all sides everywhere all, with foam? All, all four sides. We're going to put plastic down. We're going to, to foam the floor. We're going to foam the walls. And we're in essentially the ceiling of the crawl space, which is the floor in which you're work, walking on. That will be foamed as well. And I'm telling you, out of all the projects that we've done, the difference we can make just to the, how warm that floor feels the, to, to people is it's a lot of fun for us because it's almost immediate and 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 talk about happy customers. You know what it's like to go on a cold floor. Once you've had heated floors once in your life, you, you never want to get away from them when, when it's this cold out. And, and, and when you make that type of change, it makes a big difference. It really does. And it's not that expensive to, to, to make your crawl space you know, a little bit better. I think that's going to be my next project, getting yeah. that done. All right. You want to call in your home improvement question to Andy or send a text if that's easier, like a lot of folks are doing, 651-989-9226. All right. Let's go back to the text messages. Where is it here? Uh, I had Lindis install leaf guard gutters in my house. I have a 12-12 pitch roof. When snow melts, I get really long icicles, two to three feet hanging from gutters. Any way to prevent or should I be concerned? Isn't it true, uh, depending on the insulation of of a person's home, I mean, sometimes they're just icicles. Yeah, you know, there's there's the freeze, that happen the freeze in Minnesota, thaw, Wisconsin with the yeah. normal free, freeze thaw, but those types of icicles, I'd want to have us look at your insulation and ventilation if if that's something that we know up front, we, we want to look at that. In fact, uh, people people look at us weird all the time. They call us out to take a look at their gutters, and then they, they talk about the icing that they have on their roof. And then we ask to look in their attic, and we're like, well, we just want the gutters. Well, let, let's take a look at the whole house, give you as many options as you possibly can, educate us uh, on on exactly what's happening here, and, and, and kind of go from there. But if you've got icicles that long, chances are you are you are losing some heat. Now, um, those story-and-a-half homes that, that we have a lot of here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, those can be a little bit more difficult to deal with. But there's, there's definitely some things that we can do and steps that we can take to, if not eliminate the ice, at least uh, make it a little bit more manageable than two foot long. I remember when, uh, you probably do too, when uh, we had Linda's come out and uh, in the, just 
in other areas of the attic, but in the kitchen area. You remember when uh, uh, the guys opened up that and put in foamed and put in new insulation in there? To this day, where there used to be icicles all the time, never a one. And I'd, last year, it didn't matter. And it's just amazing uh, where, because, you know, like you said, the freeze-thaw thing once in a while, that that's just part of Minnesota. But as far as uh, every winter-type day, not one icicle. It's well, a, and, and, and you had those can lights yes. in, that, in, in that area. It's made for, it worse. For, yeah. So, and for whatever reason, you had three can lights that were rated to be next to insulation and one that was not rated to be next to insulation. What that means is that, that light, the one light was actually getting warmer than all the other ones, which was leading to some... So every time that light was on, it was creating heat that was getting up into your roof, and there was a, so not only were we getting heat loss through that, it was it was creating more heat uh, in the snowy conditions than than we would like to see happen. Yeah, just uh, been great. I urge folks if it's in the budget uh, to uh, call Lindis about that uh, getting that foam insulation. What what it's what a money saver that is. Well, and, and and to have one of my my people or myself come out to your house, it's it's free. So true. That's right. Uh, there's no obligation. Um, we're as as low pressure as it gets. Uh, my, my guys know that that we just want to go out and help people, and we have we have plenty of work to do. So we're not scrambling to try to find it. We're not going to do anything that uh, we don't want to do, or that you don't want us to do for sure. So yeah. it's free to have us take a look at your attic. We'll tell you exactly what's happening. If you like it, great. If not. We'll move on. All right. one eight hundred Leaf Guard again is the number. Tell you what, let's go to the phones. I believe uh, Zach is waiting there in uh, St. Paul with a question. Zach, you're on CCO with Andy. Well, good morning. Um, you know, I'm considering putting an in-floor heat system, uh, radiant heat, up at my cabin. Um, and I'm just wondering if you had any experience utilizing boilers versus a hot water heater for the heating system for it. Well, in my research, uh, I've... I've, on the internet, I've seen that uh, some companies recommend using a regular water heater for the heating the water. Well, it's still a boiler uh, of sorts. So what what you're talking about is so let's take uh, a garage I I just built. Um, I have the on-demand water heater. It's uh, forget the name of the exact one that I have, but it also runs all my in-floor heat. So and it's very efficient. It it's 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 what we would almost always use when we're using a water-based heating system. Now I might actually not use that to heat my water and go with an electric water tank because I have one of those. It wouldn't be that much to, to hook it up, but typically that's what we're doing when we're installing in-floor heat when it's going to be a water in-floor heat, not an electric in-floor heat. All right, tell you what, Andy, we need to take a quick break. We've got callers on the line. We're going to pick up on that, uh, your calls. Don't go away. We'll uh, grab your questions right after this qu- quick break. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Andy Lindus with us from Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy, we have callers. We have texters. Let's see how many folks we can help out here before we uh, run out of time. Uh, back to the phones we go. Mark, I believe, is calling from Ramsey. Mark, you're on with Andy. Yeah, hey guys, uh, here's what we got. Let me paint the picture. I got a '90s uh, split split entry vaulted ceiling fireplace upstairs only, but on the outside of the house, you've got a big, uh, you know, almost three foot by six foot 
you know, channel that goes up the outside of the house, well, it's all uninsulated and I'm getting a big draft through the vents on the fireplace insert. It's one of the metal ones. It's got little vents on the bottom and vents mm-hmm. on top. And we get a big draft through there all the time. So it's one big hollow cold cavity with the fireplace there and it just gets drafty through there. Yeah, they make better vents on the outside now. If I were were you, I do. I had something similar, um, almost the same time frame, as well. My fireplace, I believe, was ninety three. Uh, that's what we call still that that addition, Denny. We call it the new addition on the house, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, you know, I was in eighth grade when uh, when when my dad built it. That, that that vent would do almost exactly what you're talking about. And so I got a hold of my fireplace guy. We had a new one installed, a new vent installed, and we've never had to worry about it since. So there's there's things you can do. I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about, a three-foot hollow chase. is This is a gas fireplace, correct? No, it's a wood fireplace. Ah, I'm sorry. Okay. It's a wood fireplace. So those zero-clearance pipe from the upstairs level to the, to the you know, top of the – Call, you know, the big uh, three-by-six-foot channel outcrop on the outside of the house because that has footings, and it's wood-framed all the way up the outside of the house, uh-huh. so it looks like uh-huh. a chimney. Yep. Oh, you know, or, uh, the, you know a, the, an outcropping to support the chimney on the outside of the house. Yep, yep. And, and, and that's gonna, not insulated at all? No, I would, no. So uh, um, it, I replaced some siding and some, you know, backer board, uh, the chipboard or whatever. And when I got in there and poked my head up, I took a flashlight and looked. This one big <laughs> hollow, uninsulated column. Even against the house, it's not from insulated the ground though? all the way up to the top where the cap is. Huh. So that's one of the nice things about our house wrap that we have, Denny. The the R6 insulation that we're adding to the exterior of the wall not only helps with air infiltration, but you're getting some R value there too. I know there's some regulations and how close or what type of uh, piping you have coming up through there, what type of insulation we can use or any type of insulation that you can use. But there's there's definitely a better way. You shouldn't be feeling – so you're feeling a draft come through there? Is there a way to get your damper? Oh, Hello. we just lost him. <laughs> So it, would that be in a damper issue maybe then, Danny? It's, it Danny? sounds kind of like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, that, that should be fixed. That should be fixable. You, I mean, the wood fireplaces that I have, there's, there's oh, if, you're, if they're not running, there's always a little bit of cold coming through there, but I would never really classify it as a draft. Hmm. Could be the damper issue. That could be it. Well, I guess it's, a, it's, it's an avenue to take. We'll... Uh, well, what I would do again, these are all all the callers today are all things I'd want to peek my head into and 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 that's the cool part about our job is we get all these problems that we get to figure out and and the good news is with a little bit of an investigation, we can usually do that. Well, here's somebody else you can help out. Sherry is calling from Lakeville with a question. Sherry, you're on CCO with Andy. Yeah, um our third car garage ceiling is it sheetrocked, and it drips uniformly all across in the winter. No car is parked there, and the other two garages don't drip. It's little teeny drips across the whole thing. And then this summer I felt, or it smelled mildew in there, but I don't know if it was coming from that ceiling or not. Well, 
I'm guessing uh, if it was dripping, there there's probably mildew or mold in there now. That's just uh, if there's some type of moisture that's dripping, then, then then you definitely have have an issue. And whether that moisture is being created by the the car that's parked there, or from a from a different thing, it's definitely something you're going to want to have investigated and fixed, because those problems typically don't get better on their own. They, in fact, they usually get a little bit worse. And the longer you let them go, the more money they end up costing the the, the customers or the owners of of that property. So. I'd want to I'd want to tear into it as as fast as I could if I were you. I don't know if you know the answer to this. I don't. I know that Jesse Treble, if he was here, he would, as we talked about it. But the texter wants to know what's the best way to cover or seal a sump pump to help prevent radon intrusion. I'm not sure what uh, Jesse said. How uh, if it's, it's if it's a proprietary piece of equipment he uses or, or not? I'm not sure. Well, yeah, their baskets are sealed. So whether it's getting a different basket in there with a lid that is going to be sealed like the ones he uses or getting a retrofit uh, sealer to the basket, it might not be an issue. So if you don't have radon coming up through your house, just because you don't have a a lid on your sub-pump basket doesn't mean that you have radon coming in. First step, get your house tested for radon. And and that's a relatively cheap thing to do. Once you find out what the what the levels are, then you need to get an abatement company like Jesse involved and and, and go from there. Okay. A uh, texter says this. Uh, good day. Recently moved into a twin townhome. We have an in uh, we have in floor heat. Confused about how to use the air exchanger. Should it be used in cold months? Thank you. That's the question. I thought I was under the impression that air exchangers used all the time. Yeah, air exchangers can be used all the time. The problem, uh, if they're used, the new ones and the way houses are built nowadays, if set properly, can be pretty pretty good. But what I see with them running, uh, the old April air systems, have you ever heard of that, Denny? Oh, sure. Those, uh, it brings in way too much moisture into the house in the wintertime. So that's something if you're running a an April air system or you you have an air exchanger I would definitely run a humidistat and make sure that as these temperatures plummet say it gets down to 0 degrees the humidity that you want in your house to make sure that your windows don't frost up or you're not getting frost on 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 in any of your exterior walls or up in your attic is is like 25% and a lot of times when I go into houses that are running these I'll see humidity levels at 0 degrees outside and you're running 75% humidity in the house that's not a good recipe for success by by any stretch of the imagination bad stuff is is probably happening on on different parts of your house there's there's things that are going to rust out because of the frost that is going up going up there once that frost melts you can get to mold and mildew issues and and you got different odors coming uh from from out of your house it's just uh it's not a good thing to have your humidity that that high so if you're not knowing all of those things I would I would I really stop and try to figure out exactly what's happening at my house, how to run my my air exchanger to the point where I don't raise my humidity to a level that can be detrimental to everything else. We have sixty seconds or less to go, Andy. I want to read this because you can't see it, so I'll read it. Uh, here's the text: We had Linda's perform the blower door test a couple of years ago. I was concerned, the texter said, that they, meaning Linda's, may try to sell me on things that I may not need. I was wrong. They only found an issue in one area, and they told me that they could correct it, but told me. Also, how to do it myself if I was an average do-it-yourself guy. Well, I did it, and that area has never been so warm. They are a very honest company. I thought you'd like to hear that. Well, kind of nice. Uh, that is nice, and, and that's how it's supposed to work. Um, 
Denny, we're going to have enough work to keep busy for as long as we need. We don't need to make work make by up telling stuff. people lies. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just uh, we're, we're booked right now. Again, it's snowing out and 30 degrees on a Saturday, and most of my crews are out working, if that tells you what's going yeah. on over here. And it was good to hear from you, Andy. I'm going to tell folks how to get in touch with you guys at Linda's 1-800-LEAF-GUARD or get online at lindasconstruction.com.